Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show here on New Zealand Sports Radio. Hi, I'm Paul and I'll be your host this morning. And uh, everyone else seems to have uh, gone and got busy. Uh, and uh, it looks like I'm going to be on my own this uh, evening. Um, some of the stuff we're going to run through, uh, the Lions Tour of South Africa. And boy, what a toxic tour um, that is. We'll also have a chat about uh, the Bledisloe Cup that's upcoming and also some of the rescheduling of the games that the All Blacks tests are lined up. Uh, the NPC kicks off this weekend, and we've got the Farrah Palmer Cup as well, which has been going on, and myself and Stephen Harris have been to a couple of those games already. So that's uh, what we'll be covering. Don't forget, you can always get in touch to chat with me at Driving Wall on Twitter, um, or you can uh, obviously uh, you can watch the show live on Facebook and YouTube at... Um, 8 p.m. on a Tuesday evening if you listen to the podcast. If you can't catch us live, then obviously you can listen to the podcast as well. Uh, just search New Zealand Sports Radio on your favourite podcatcher. Right, I think um, that's um, most of it. And uh, we've got uh, uh, John coming in. Let's uh, we'll let him get his uh, camera um, set first. Looks like he's going to be in the car studio um, this uh, evening. But... Um, He's wobbling around at the moment. So, yes, the Lions test and we've the Lions tour. And we've had two tests um, with the um, uh, with the Springboks coming back to win it. You can listen to our post match reaction of that game. Uh, that's available on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, it was also on Twitter as well. Went live straight after the uh, final whistle um, on that one. But yeah, the uh, the um, Springboks really. Um, doing a, a, a number on the uh, British and Irish Lions in that game. Let's try and bring John in. Hello, John, are you there? You're muted at the moment. And it uh, looks like you're driving at the moment. So, um, actually, that's not a good idea. Almost there, mate. Like a few hundred metres. Right then, well, I'll, I'll drop you off until you finish driving, and then you can uh, come in. Um, so, uh, and uh, look... This tour, whilst there has been some rugby going on, well, I'll rephrase that, whilst there have been a whole bunch of rugby players on a pitch, kicking a ball backwards and forwards to each other and jumping up and down, um, and there has been about two minutes rugby um, so far in the two test matches we've had. 
Um, there really has not been much rugby at all. It's not been great watching. And I tell you, getting up at 4 a.m. in the morning to watch these games has not been, um, has, uh, yeah, it's not been great. Um, some um, key things there um, that, uh, uh, that that we've been talking about is, yeah, it, there is a lot of kicks. I mean, it's something like 44 kicks from the South Africans in this one. Um, but one of the things that happened in this first test that also I think was that um, it ran way, way longer. There were lots of sloppages, lots of reviews through the um, the TMO, uh, and that meant the greater fitness of the Lions didn't come into effect uh, like it did in that first test. So well done to the South Africans on slowing everything down to a pace, to, to their pace, um, and uh, the Lions have to work on that one um, going forwards. There's been a lot of comments out there saying that uh, because the game is down at sea level rather than up on the high veld, that uh, this is an advantage for the British and Irish Lions. And to be honest with you, I don't think that's true. Um, you've got to remember that a lot of these South Africans now play overseas in Europe, um, and um, the uh, uh, and the British Irish Lions were up in the high veld in their training camp. So, uh, and also they are the fitter side. So I think that actually up at altitude would have been um, advantageous for them uh, rather than down um, at, some, at at sea level. So. Um, I don't think that is really the case. Normally, obviously, with South African sides who are who are up there uh, and live and breathe at um, at Joburg or or wherever, then it makes a difference. But for sides where they're coming over from overseas, um, I'm not I'm not so sure. John, your thoughts on that one? Yeah, that's true. Um, but the fact remains that there are some players that are based at at the high field level. And they have obviously far more experience as South African players of playing in that environment. So from that perspective, and also remember they were stationed um, up high for a lot of their training. So they were acclimatized to it. So, yeah, it was, um, I mean, uh, Warren Gatland, made, you know, he made no bone. He, he didn't try to hide how pleased he was that all the test matches were going to be played at sea level once that change was made. But it is what it is, you know. That's these are the extraordinary adaptations we've had to make because of COVID. No, absolutely. Um, and um, the so yes, okay. So if, if he was happy about it, to me, I'd say I, I think he would have played. It would be actually advantageous to the Lions to play at altitude um, because it's like, uh, we, they they are the fitter of the two sides, um, and that uh, and that they didn't manage to and, and that, uh, that the pace of that um, first half really. Um, was as I played into the South African hands. Also, meant that when you, if you're losing a player early to injury like they did um, with um, uh, with Peter Sefter Toy, uh, again, the, the, there's not going to be as much fatigue. Mm, uh, no, it's, well. it's never if you unless you are grossly unfit. It's never advantageous to the team who doesn't play regularly at altitude to play up there. It's always an advantage to the team who's used to it. Okay, yeah, sorry. Um, the, uh, so, By so the way, just to let you know, just very quickly, the yeah. altitude of Johannesburg is higher than Denver, which is known as the Mile High City and always yep. spoken about as being this incredibly high city in the United States. And Johannesburg is higher than Denver by about 100 meters. Oh, okay. So <laughs> not, not that far, but about 10 seconds if, you, if you're an Olympian. Um, running anyway, um, so um, I know. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it, is, it is a long way up. It, it is. It is different. Um, that's that's that is the, the, the that is that is for sure. Um, the 
this, 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 unfortunately, in the last week or so, this, uh, this, this tour has turned extremely toxic. Um, the uh, first off, we we had some. Well, Razzy's claiming it's not his account, um, but um, uh, first, but uh, but the the videos that were being produced were very very similar to the videos that he's produced on his own account before. So, um, but with Yakko, whatever it's called, um, then we uh, then, then we had an hour long um, video from um, uh, Razzy dissecting the refereeing of, of 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 the of the first test from a very much one. Uh, viewpoint um, point of view. Uh, he didn't. Uh, where, where, so it was a very one-eyed uh, viewpoint. It wasn't wasn't a, wasn't balanced uh, in, in, in any way, shape, or form. Um, the to, to me that was very bad for rugby. Um, seeing a having having a uh, well, he's director of rugby, but I think he's become director of rugby so that he can be the water boy. To, to me, he he he's effectively still the head coach. Even though if he's not, even though he's not that in name, but um, to, to have one of the top 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 coaches uh, dissect uh, a performance like that, I think was 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 very bad for the game, uh, and was and was uh, was was a disgusting thing to do, um, personally. Um, he's been uh, he's been now cited for this by World Rugby um, today, but this is way too little, way too late. The horse has well and truly bolted. Um, and uh, this, and yeah, World Rugby needed to get on top of it straight away. Um, I see a lot of people in South Africa are are, are defending what Razi did. Um, what's your view on this one, on um, John? I haven't watched the the video. You know, it's um, I'd I'd rather have watched the video before I I make a comment, so then I know what I'm commenting on. Yep. Uh, it is extraordinary. In all the years that I've followed rugby, I've never seen or heard anything like it. Uh, so, and and generally, the South African management way over the last, pretty much since Jake White took over in two thousand and three, so we're talking of eighteen year odd policy, has not has to be not to say anything about officialdom. Uh, and certainly it hasn't been Russi's way before this. So I'd like to see it in its entirety before I make a statement. I also, and I'm not saying in scope and in breadth it, they compare, but um, nothing was done about Warren Gatlin's complaints when, because of COVID, Morris Yonker had to fill in for the first and second test as uh, the, the uh, television match official. And he raised a stink before the first test, and well, you know, again, 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 so at that that you know, there's I mean that was that was also pretty poor. I'm not saying it's of the same scale and the same in depth as a whole video essay for an hour, um, but that was pretty poor as well. Um, yeah, there's yeah. been a lot about this tour that you know. Um, Let's put it this way: that's not in the spirit of rugby, or in in the spirit of some of the Olympic athletes and their performances and attitudes and sportsmanship that we've seen so far. Now, uh, the, 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 what, what's been interesting is because I, mean, I, I didn't actually read or see uh, Warren Gatland's um, comments. Now, um, my initial view was that yeah, he you sh that, that that he shouldn't be 
um, talking or, or, or questioning that either. Now, from, from what I've read um, recently, though, is that the narrative of what he said has changed. What, what he actually said was that um, uh, what, what he actually was questioning was the World Rugby's um, contingency practice that, that, that it ended up in that situation rather than questioning Yonker himself. Um, so he didn't have a go at the the TMO. He went. Out, he had to go at World Rugby and their processes rather than saying this. Uh, uh, rather than say, um, so basically, this guy shouldn't be put in that situation. Rather than why is this guy in that situation? Which is a great. Yeah, but it's, it's not. The, but it's not the a couple of days before the test is not the time to. Sorry, Oops, there goes my phone. Hold on a second. <laughs> There we go. Sorry no, about I, I, that. Um, I was going to say, I agree with that. Um, and apparently, it was also done off camera, which is different. Uh, again, so um, the and, it, he, and the, I mean, the other one's been brought up is that he questioned uh, whether um, Faf should be red carded in the um, South Africa A game as well. Um, but um, the I think I mean there's I, I mean there's in the lead up to the first test. Um, He's, you know, he puts his cards on the table and and has a go at the officialdom, and I'm not excusing Rossi. Uh, that's not the point. I'm just saying that that sets a kind of a tone that really is. It really seems to be contrary to the spirit that Lions rugby was played in for many decades, you know. But um, it doesn't seem to have been that way ever since that that infamous 07 tour, which. Uh, Got pretty nasty. Was it of seven? Uh, yeah, I mean, the the, uh, the Clive Woodward one was. Yeah, was was also. Yeah, it was also. A, that's a the match. one. That's the one I'm thinking of. Was that oh three, Clive Woodward? Um, well, it was twelve before. Um, the oh five, oh five, yeah, the oh five, yeah, oh five. Yeah. The oh five tour is where it just seemed the, the sort of atmosphere around Lions tours. Um, seem to shift from winning hearts, which I'm not saying they set out to do. They, um, I'm not saying they're focused on that more than winning rugby, but they, they just seem to be something about lions, the lions that that won people oh. over in the country where they were visiting, and it just seems to have shifted somehow. Maybe it's something to do with professionalism. Um, I don't know. Anyway, it just uh, I read an article. Today, actually, which I was meaning to send to you, uh, Paul, about um, from a South African uh, correspondent, been a rugby writer for many years, talking about this this very fact. It just seems to be this thing with Lions tours since going back to that tour, where things are just they're not the same as certainly I remembered Lions tours used to be. Absolutely, that, yeah. No, that that tour was um, yeah, what, what, what was 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 a mess, um, but um, the I think they, I think they had improved um, in the last round, the, the South Africa, Australia, New Zealand ones. After that, uh, but this one seems to have gone back backwards um, again. The um, and um, I, I, I just I mean, things like everyone questioning whether the South Africa A was actually a, th a fourth Test match and it was was, was a full strength box side or not. Um, the then Razzie asking if you could have another South Grey game and the Lions turning it down. Yeah, it, it's just not been a um, uh, it's, it's not been a, a good um, a, a, a good a, a good tour from either side, to be honest. Um, well, I mean, that's a really good example that you bring up. So 
the lions come to a country that is being ravaged by the pandemic, that has gone through a civil unrest in no small part because of the effect of that pandemic on the population. They haven't played a test match up until the first Georgia test. They lose the second Georgia test because of COVID in both camps and the Georgia coach winds up in intensive care fighting for his life. And South Africa plays some players, first choice players in the South Africa A team. So what? These are extraordinary times. We are fortunate to even get test matches being played. And then they have the audacity to ask for another South Africa A game to help get ready. How dare they when this their country is being ravaged? It's just like so small-minded when it, you know, this was the time for let's play rugby to unite. Let's play rugby in a spirit of winning is not everything. Let's play rugby in a spirit that it was intended when Lions Tours were first set up as a spectacle. As I, I understand it's not the Barbars. I understand that. But just the lack of understanding and the 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 just the win at all costs mentality, um, very disappointing. Now, and I know you'll say that from a Lions point of view. I think it's from both sides. I think both sides have got have had that mentality. I think Razi's had the same had that mentality as well. Um, to be uh, to, to be honest, um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they, I I think the. I think both sides have got a lot to answer for in in both sets of management who set the tone, yep. you know? You know, the, the Lions could have boarded that plane and said, um, you know what, we're going to a country that's going through unbelievably difficult times. As tough as, as it has been in the UK, it pales in comparison to where we're going. We can bring a light of, uh, albeit entertainment, albeit sport, we can we can bring something to that country, rather than let's win it at all costs. South Africans has fallen into the trap of thinking the same way, um, and it's it's just really disappointing, you know, that it, this could have been something that really um, lifted spirits in South Africa. Yep, um, I just some comments in the live chat. Nocturnal rights. Both teams have wonderful attacking talent that we're not seeing. Uh, the Oz versus French series seemed uh, to have been uh, a better watch. Yep, I absolutely. agree. Um, yeah, I agree. Especially, the especially the French. The um, um, on, on on that one, um, Aaron says the mystic of Lions tours definitely has gone. Yes, this tour should just should just have been cancelled. Uh, it, it's been it's been a disaster. It's uh, been a money uh, grab. That's what it's been. Yeah. And and I understand why because the South African the, the South African rugby union was desperate, absolutely desperate. I mean, we cannot understate how far up the creek um, New Zealand rugby pushed South African rugby without any paddle and said we couldn't care less about you when they um, set up the Super Rugby system and cut South Africa out. Um, you know, South African rugby. Is the point of losing all of its players is simply no income, right? So this Lions tour and the television rights were absolutely vital. So I understand the desperation that they were in. 
Um, but it is, it's just simply about a desperate need for money to try and sustain the game in some manner at all possible in South Africa. And very sadly, often these decisions are just based around money. These are the things that, that come out of it. And and this, and I, you know, I don't think it's just this tour. I don't think it's just 07. You know, I was here for the last tour in New Zealand and it also got very ugly in the press. And it also got um, lots of mudslinging and uh, much, lots of of to and fro between people. And and then it also was like that before that in um, in Australia, you know, um, albeit that Gatland won the, the last test convincingly, you know, there was lots of stuff been going on and, and uh, allegations were made of certain things in the build up to the in the warm up games. It's just it's very unfortunate. Yeah, they, they, I, I, I don't remember them being as acrimonious as this. Maybe that's just rose tinted glasses and remembering the good, the good things rather than the bad things. Uh, I really enjoyed the Lions tour here to New Zealand. It's the first. Uh, well, I know actually I went to the um, the Melbourne Test match in uh, in Australia and also the um, gone blank uh, the Rebels versus Lions game there. Um, but um, but yeah, now uh, it's. I'll, I'll take issue with you on the the the, the New Zealand sort of selling um, South Africa up without a paddling. South Africa has been talking about going to Europe for many years. Um, uh, the no, Paul, the press, the press has been talking about South Africa going to Europe for many years, but for twenty five years, South Africa didn't. The press has been sp- speaking about it for a good. 10 to 12 years doesn't mean that the South Africans were going that way. The heart and soul of South African rugby fans is not with Europe. It's with the All Blacks and way down the line with Australia, but it's very much tied to New Zealand. And, um, and yeah, South Africa was in a desperate, desperate time. And then it desperate, and they just, they've had no choice their professional rugby system would absolutely have collapsed if the Lions, Sharks, Bulls and the Stormers had not signed up to compete in Europe in some way. Um, there was nowhere for them to go. No, I, I, I think actually it's been good for, 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 for both sets. I think it's, it's a good idea. I think it's good for the South Africa to get into a time zone and get access to that European money. Um, and I think it's good for... The, and I think it's better for the New Zealand and Australia not to be playing games in the middle of the night, which no one cares about. So I, I think it's actually worked out well for both for both sets um, once we come out of COVID. Uh, I think it's going the right way. So, um, Argentina, on the other hand, well, yeah, they've just been hung out to dry. But um, Absolutely. They've been treated abysmally. Absolutely abysmally. Right? The, uh, all we can hope there is that the uh, new... Oops. Um, uh, Super League uh, Sud America or, or something like that, where it's called, um, uh, uh, grows quickly. It needs to grow. Uh, it's obviously it's, I mean, it's below Major League Rugby at the moment, so it's got a long way to go. Um, but at least it exists, and hopefully that that'll that'll grow over time. Um, but anyway, so that's the Lions tour. Um, the um, the so um, so yeah. So we've got. Um, uh, the, the the final test this weekend. Uh, I will be up at four o'clock in the morning, and we will do a six a.m. Um, post match reaction, whatever the result. 
Um, so do join us for that. Uh, all I can hope for is we actually get some more rugby than we've had for the past for the, for the opening two games. And we actually yeah. have some players like Colby, um, Mapimpi, like Mapimpi, um, like like, uh, uh, like Anthony, Russell, Watson, maybe Anthony Watson, like um, Hogg. Will Finn Russell like play? Will Phil and Russell play? Who knows? Um, this, uh, I guess it comes down to what, what, what does Warren Gatlin do? Does he go and say, okay, I'm going to rip up the rip up the book and go and, and, and try and play expansive? Or do I just double down what I've been doing for the first two and just, and just, and just go for it again? We'll just have to see. If he's go for it again, then Russell doesn't, doesn't get anywhere near that. doesn't get anywhere near mm. it. Um, but... Um, the I mean, Brent is saying that line signing fifteen should change quite dramatically. Uh, uh, if you think that all those play all those players that haven't been in the test the first two tests haven't played for two weeks, um, then actually I can't see it doing so. I can't see it changing dramatically. I, I can see one or two changes, maybe Liam Williams coming in at fifteen, um, and uh, obviously Carl Sinclair could be missing, could be banned for biting, um, but um, we'll have to um, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but no, I, I can't see dramatic change. I think we've, I think we've got, a, got a third test pretty much like the first two. Mm. I think the problem that Warren Gatlin faces is that the style of rugby that he chose to play absolutely feeds into the South African psyche. And that the, the weakness that South African has overall as a rugby nation is when faced with a completely different style of play to what he has espoused. So the perfect example is John Alomu. Pick him first in a world all-time team against any other country in the world barring South Africa because he never scored a try against them. Highest try scorer against South Africa in history, Christian Cullen. Completely different type of player that played into space, deceptive, change of pace, step, um, understanding um, just the, sh the nuances of the game rather than sheer brute force and power. And what he's done is he's put his, he's, he's put all his cards on the deck to play a brute force and power game, and that just absolutely is where South Africa wants to play. And yeah. I think it would have been brave. Um, I think it would have been uh, fraught with the possibility of failure, but I think he would have had much more chance of success of winning this series as well as winning the battle of hearts and minds and and the plaudits for what it would mean for the game if he'd embraced the style that had played off Finn Russell and embraced a style where the All Blacks will attack South Africa in space now, um, to, and require a completely different response from them. Finn Russell's been injured, so he couldn't even play off him. So oh, he okay. Well, you know, you know, um, but you know what I mean. Playing yeah, yeah, that style of of actually allowing Stuart Hogg to 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 be part of the game. I, I I rate Hogg highly, but you need to play him in the correct manner. You know, um, so I think that would have been a far a far greater challenge to South Africa if they had decided to play to space, because if he plays this style, man for man, you would select more South Africans in a team to play the style than the Lions, especially if you start going to bench depth um, and you take but, like all the locks available and 
and all the loose forwards available and all the tightrope forwards available for this style of play that he, he wants, that Gatlin wants to play. Yeah, I mean, they, even so, they, they still edged the first half by three points. Um, can they keep it up? I mean, um, so anyway, people heard our reaction to it um, and can go back and watch it again on, on, on Sunday. Um, there's a lot more to talk about, so I do want to move on. Um, Brent's, Brent's, Brent's made some things like, yeah, Price may be ahead of Murray, but I still don't think we're going to have a, um, a, a mass change and, and, and a change of style. I, I think we're going to end up, unfortunately, we're going to end up with the same, the same arm wrestle we've had for the, uh, um, for the first two, uh, for the first two test matches. Um, the, but uh, we do have a reprieve though, John, we have the Bledisloe Cup this weekend, which we know will be a different style of rugby. Um, with the uh, Wallabies up against uh, the All Blacks uh, at Eden Park, um, a place where the Wallabies haven't won, well, in a lifetime, it feels like. Um, and uh, also get, they get to play back-to-back -back tests at Eden Park um, over two weekends due to COVID uh, and obviously the, the closing of the travel bubble. That means that Wellington will not be getting any test matches this year. Um, Birvana uh, has put paid to the uh, Wellington having that second test. Um, so yes, a real uh, a, a beer festival uh, in uh, in the stadium means that that's why it's not down there. Uh, and then they're heading over to Perth to play the third Bledisloe Cup game before playing the Argentina twice in Australia. They're still hoping to play the two South Africa games in New Zealand, but obviously that's going to require the travel bubble opening back up again. Um, so um, <laughs> Simon Hughes says Wellington is not into sport. Uh, well, oh, that's a bit harsh, but there you go. Um, the um, uh, yeah, not so much. Yet. I almost forgot about the Bledisloe Cup. It, it has been a pretty quiet build-up to it. I think partially in COVID and knowing uh, about that is is part of it. Um, one player that I think probably should be stood down for this, um, uh, and uh, unfortunately, um, the. Uh, uh, is 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 Frizzell. Uh, he's got himself involved in a uh, an assault charge in a bar um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, relatively uh, uh, um, recently, and um, he was stood down for two games. Uh, but personally, I think he should be stood down for the rugby championship series at least while he gets counselling, etc. Which he says he's doing. Um, the, the there was the actual assault in the bar, but then also he went on to Instagram afterwards and then. Uh, had an expletive uh, rant at somebody saying, "Hey, you better, you better effing hide. Um, you're messing with the effing wrong person." So, um, so clearly, uh, not um, not a good look for, um, for 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 Shannon, as, uh, as as Brent says. Um, and as I say, hopefully, I I, I, th I don't think he should be involved in this. Uh, if for no other reason than it, look, his head's not going to be in the right place, mm. uh, and he needs to deal with off off field issues. John. Yeah, certainly. You've got to, I mean, the, the modern term is look at the optics, the way that it appears. Um, and that might sound unfair when you look at the strict definition of the law. Um, but, you know, this is a this is a public facing business. Sport is a public facing business. And um it's not as if New Zealand doesn't have depth, but yeah, 
until it's properly resolved, um, it's not a good look to have him playing. Um, now, in time to play, says should be banned for a long time. Hideous details. Look, we've only had one side of the story. Um, so uh, at this point, I'm not going to say necessarily has to be, should be banned for a long time. Uh, mm. As Nocturnal Rights says, apparently Frizzell has been stood down. Okay, I missed that. Um, but thanks mm. for letting us know. Uh, it's become trial by media, one-sided articles being put out. Well, yeah, see, this is the danger, Paul, is that um, someone is innocent until proven guilty. And certainly we've been through a time in our history where um, concerns have been raised by victims that haven't been listened to. But at the same time, the standard uh, of the law is innocent until proven guilty. But that doesn't mean that somebody can't be stood down until something is resolved. Um, and that's something that maybe rugby and some of the other sports should consider. In the NFL, they call it the commissioner's exempt list. So somebody is stood down without losing their pay and without losing their game checks, um, but they not they do not play until something is resolved, and they're only banned when that is resolved and they're found to be guilty of something. But um, in a as I say in a, a forward public facing business, you've got to be aware of the message that you send. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The, um, uh, and, and as Aaron says, apparently that's, uh, um, he, so he hasn't been stood down. So it's more that uh, he doesn't think Frizzell is in the right headspace until he thinks he's ready. Absolutely agree. Yep. And look, yeah. We're talking about professional sport here again, where we talk about the, the, the top two inches being important and it being mm. a matter of small percentages. Uh, this is going to be a small percentage that needs to be, the, the, mm. the, that would make him not play at his best anyway. We saw what happened with Aaron Smith after the um, toilet gate and how his game deteriorated uh, and took a while to sort out while he sorted out his off-field issues. So hopefully that is, um, is uh, yeah, is, I think it needs to be sorted out first. Uh, as Simon says, yeah, NRL has, an, has a no-fault stand-down policy. Yeah, that's, effect, that, that, I guess that, that's what we're kind of, we're kind of really saying, mm. isn't it? Mm. Um, so uh, talking of selection this weekend, well, look, um, Ethan DeGroote's been called in for injury. Um, TJ Pirinara, I don't think is going to be considered for this one yet because uh, he has to play an NPC game first. Um, so I think we will be seeing um, Weber and um, uh, and Aaron Smith um, in that one. Um, the um, I guess the, the the selection the selection question marks going to be around really that uh, the, the loose trio 
uh, and uh, who they put together there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing we'll go with Kiriwani um, at six with um, Ardi Savera at seven. And um, oh, I've gone blank. As Luke Jacobson? The, Luke Jacobson, yeah, at eight is my expectation. But um, Dalton Papalihi has been playing very well. You can easily have him at seven and, and Ardi Savera at six. Sorry, at, at, at eight. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, as you say, good options even without um, uh, Frizzell being available. Certainly if you're playing Australia. Certainly. The um, Yeah. Um, the centre combination also, I think David Havili did very well, so I think we'll probably see him at 12. Um, finally, finally, finally finding a place in the All Blacks for what a great player he is. Uh, Sorry, so, um, say that again? Uh, David Havili. The okay. uh, Crusaders fullback mm -hmm. finally getting looks like he'll get a run at twelve um, mm -hmm. on on that one, and then the only question then is Ikiri, uh, sorry Rico Iwani, not Ikiri, Rico or Antonin Brown at uh, at thirteen, mm -hmm. and then you've got your back three combinations to um, uh, mm -hmm. again. Do you have uh, does Reese play eleven or fourteen? Do you have um, Bridge? Uh, the Mac is probably going to apparently going to start 15 with Geordie Barrett on the bench. Um, so then does the right wing become Will Jordan or yeah? So again, options, um, and uh, uh which is I think any good, uh, it's a combination where I don't actually mind who they play, I'm happy with those combinations. It's not like where you're going, oh my word, we're searching, we're, we're scratching around to find someone to fill, a, for, to fill a jersey, which I think is uh. So, to, to my mind, John. Yeah, um, it's just really interesting to me in that it just seems that we're in a in a time where, and maybe this will change, but barring players like Bowden Barrett, definitely Aaron Smith, um, Brody Retallick, Sam Whitelock coming towards the end of his career, the low sort of the last 25% maybe of his active career. But especially with Sam Kane not being on the field, it's not as if you, we're seeing an all-black squad littered with players where you go, oh, wow. You know, just looking at that loose forward trio you named, it wasn't that long ago that the all-blacks would have a starting trio of Richie McCaw, uh, uh, Kieran Reed, and... Like um, and and yeah, Jerome Kano. You know, and that I mean, that is a, you know, th that is three, sort of Hall of Fame level players in one team in one unit, um, and and a young Sam Whitelock and Brody Retallick, you know, and and Ma Nonu and and uh, Conrad Smith. You know, so and Dan Carter and Aaron Smith, a young Aaron Smith, and you know, you, you know what I'm saying, and Kevin Mialamu coming off the bench, where there just seemed to be a, a, a slew of legendary players in the one squad. And when you look at the All Blacks at the moment, and I'm not saying that there can't be some coming through. I think um, Caleb um, Caleb Rolf is it Caleb Rolf? Caleb Clark. Caleb Clark has tremendous potential. Um, but when you see the players now, I think that um, there are teams like uh, I, I know the Springboks think that they've got a chance. You know, they think that they've got a chance to play the All Blacks and beat them on home soil. Um, yeah, 
It's just a, it's an interesting time and it's an interesting transition time in, in All Black Rugby. Yeah, and we don't think of All Blacks going through a rebuilding process, but look, they are. Um, there is, there Absolutely. Is a, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of players in there with very few caps. Even your Jack Goodhues are, are only in the mm. high teens, low 20s. I mean, uh, and yeah, yeah. he's a nailed-on starter. But there's also a lot of players, uh, I think, um, one of the things is that people question what is Ian Foster's first choice 15 or even mm. first choice 23? We, we just don't know. There's lots mm. of good players. Um, and, mm. uh, um, Will Jordan has the potential to be a yeah, a superstar. Um, mm. Bridge also uh, is, 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 a, is a, a very clever footballer who, who could be, who could again, who could be a kind of um, Ben Smith. Uh, kind of um, player to, mm. to, to my mind. There's lots of who potentially can oh, be. Ben Smith. Think of Ben Smith at the back as well. There's yeah. another name that yeah. was um, for me, so by yeah. the way, over a five-year period, for me, the best rugby player in the world over a five-year period was Ben Smith. So, Yeah, so it, it, it's, it's, it's uh, I think, and that's the thing is, I think we, we need to see with the World Cup being two years away, no, no. <laughs> we need to start seeing that 15 and getting that 15 playing together. Mm. Um, obviously, injuries are going to stop that with, with players like mm. Jack Goodhue. Um, but um, uh, but uh, injury-dependent, I think we need to start seeing a more settled 15 or, or, or match day 23 from, from Ian Foster and get some idea as to what is that best team because uh, because they, there aren't that many games left. And... Mm. And, and, the, and the combinations just have not had the mm. 20, 30 games together that, that, that well, I mean, if you talk about um, uh, Nonu and Conrad Smith, the 100 games together, um, but mm. <laughs> they just don't have those combinations there, which I think is, is something that we need to, that, that, that we'll need to see. So interesting selections from, mm. uh, uh, from, from, from Ian Foster. Uh, Thursday, it's 5 past 7 p.m. No doubt to be live on. Um, Sky uh, is, is the announcement of uh, of that one. Again, we'll be live straight after that game with post-match reaction on Saturday evening, so do join us for that. Mm. And obviously, I'll be commenting on Twitter at Driving More um, as well. I feel for Foster, you know, because um, he takes a lot of flack. And it's not as if you can, you know, point around New Zealand and go, oh, look at these obvious selections that he's left out of his squad. Here, the, here is absolute standout player that should be um, selected, and he hasn't done it. Um, and he doesn't have the kind of material he has inexperience. I mean, this the Springboks um, had a player go through fifty caps last week. Uh, a prop. They've got another fifty cap player coming through uh, this week. You know, they've got multiple players going into the second fifty of their Test match experience. Um, and they've played together and they've they've developed. They're in that sort of all-black phase of around about, I suppose, 2012, you know, when it comes to experience and, and time together, sprinkled with some youth and enthusiasm, you know, among that, which is what you need. Um, and I, I, feel for, I feel for Foster because he's trying to find these matches and he's trying to find this magic um, without having sort of these obvious stars that he can just drop into his back line or i mean take the young locks where are the dynamic besides scott barrett where are the dynamic um impactful young locks 
that we used to see um, 10 years ago just coming through in their droves, you know? Um, yeah, just some thoughts. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I, one of the problems with the Tupa that I has done very well coming through through the young lock, but um, but you look at some, um, I guess the, the the problem really is that it's the, there's a log jam. You've got uh, Sam Whitelock 32, Patrick Topolotu 28, Brady Vitalik 30, Scott Barrett 27, mm. that are basically blocking anybody else getting in. So um, the, I didn't actually realize Scott Barrett was that old. I thought he was even younger than that. Um, not that 27 is old, but I thought he was, you know, 24 maybe. Um, but, yeah, you've got 32 and 30, 27 and 28. Um, yeah, and but where, where are the youngsters? Where's the young Brody Retallick? Well, hopefully it's to, to, um, to Upu Vai, Vai um, but we'll have to, I'll have to wait and see. I mean, he's 21. Um, and uh, I think what, we, what we're also seeing here is that if you're not in that – it is is there has been a talent drain in New Zealand. It's not as bad um, as, uh, as South Africa or Australia have suffered, but there's definitely a yeah. talent drain. Um, you think about, I mean, Lamapi's heading overseas now, but uh, Lima Sopawang has gone. Um, um, oh, I've gone blankers to the Highlander Centre. Um, begins with an F. There was also Fekatoa. Um, as well. I mean, all these guys would add good depth to this squad. Absolutely. Or, um, Great they, point. Um, but they've all headed over. They all headed overseas because they don't see themselves as first choice, uh, and therefore the money is better. Uh, better over there. Um, so, so yeah. So it'll be be interesting to see. Um, obviously, we do have the the savior who is coming back, which is or coming over. Sorry, um, Roger Tui Officiak, uh, who is uh, joining. Uh, that should be good. Joining Auckland. Mm. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how he goes um, with the uh, in, in the MPC. Yes. Um, this season, uh, and talking of the MPC, that kicks off this weekend. Um, the uh, I will be down in Bay of Plenty for their opening game, and I've just gone blank as to who they're playing um, this weekend. But uh, I'll be on, on, on Sunday, so I'll be bringing post-match reaction um, from the um, Bay of Plenty versus uh, Tasman, um, which will uh, be, be a cracking game. Uh, Stephen Harris is going to be covering North Harbour for us. He's going to cover North Harbour versus Waikato in the um, the NPC, uh, and he'll also get uh, North Harbour versus Taranaki in the Farrah Palmer Cup as well. So keep an eye out on New Zealand Sports Radio Facebook page for that. Um, the we don't really have time to go through uh, kind of kind of the squads and things, um, but um, one of the um, Oh, wow. Dr. Turner Wright says, um, uh, I've got a feeling about Samasoni being number one pick for the hooker by next year. Well, that is a hot call. Um, I think getting past uh, Cody Taylor and um, Dane Coles uh, is a very, very big ask. Aaron's going to be... I think Cody Taylor is, is really playing amazing rugby the last two seasons. Amazing yeah. rugby. And uh, for for a person who was who was accused of going to be a, a one match wonder when he went across to uh, Fiji for that All Blacks test, um, is uh, he's done very well for himself uh, with uh, now with his fifty eight caps. Hmm. Um, yeah, Alshwin, Aaron, they'll be both at Auckland versus Canterbury, but so uh, we won't have media passes for them, so they won't be able to produce post match uh, interviews, unfortunately. Um, but uh, we will have for those other games. Um, I mean, looking isn't, at isn't Aaron? Isn't Aaron an Auckland fan? 
Yes, he is. Yeah. Why would you want to go see your team clubbed like baby seals? Oh, dearie me. No, 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 no. Look, Auckland uh, in the final last year, uh, losing to Tasman. Um, they're, they're, they're in a good shout. And also the opportunity to see RTS for the first time. Will he actually start? Uh, or will he be Will he be in the match? Squad this weekend? I wish I could say I was sorry, Aaron, but it wouldn't be true. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> nocturnal rights has put a lazy fire on it. Um, the... If we look at the 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 the, the Premiership, I mean, the top four um, should be Auckland, um, Canterbury, Bay of Plenty, and Tasman. Uh, the same top four as we had last year, I think, from memory. Um, so I, I think that's that's. Um, mm-hmm. No, sorry, Waikato sneaked into the top four last year, um, mm. but I think t- to me, those four are going to be favourites mm. there. Um, and then Hawks Bay, Wellington, and Waikato. Um, I think will be. Um, uh, we'll be fighting it out to avoid relegation. Uh, in all honesty, uh, there, you know, Hawks Bay also going to be favourite for relegation, having been promoted last year. Um, mm. But uh, um, having talked to the, having interviewed the, the, the coaches down there uh, last season, uh, look, they are very. Uh, it, it is a good setup they've got down there. Mm. It'll be interesting to see how they go. By the way, where is Liam Squire playing? Is Tasman again? Good question. Um, Only the best for you, Paul. I'm pretty sure that's where he would be. Uh, it would make um, it obviously would make sense for him to be uh, in uh, uh, down down there again. Um, because uh, yes, you know his um, mental health is the most important thing. We we recognise that. But I'm just saying, as a player, he is a world class talent. If he's ready to play again on the international stage. He really is. I think he would have made um he would made a, a substantial difference in that match that they lost the semi final against England. Not saying he would have turned the game, but uh, I think um he makes a huge difference to the all black um loose forward trio if he's available. Uh, he might not be playing this year. Mm. Um, so I'll, I'll, in which I'll, case I'll, uh, in which case I, I you know, my heart goes out to him because if he's not playing this year, then obviously he must be dealing with some issues. And and um, you know, I want uh, you know, wish nothing but the best for him, and I pray that it goes well with him. But um, yeah, a great great rugby talent. Yep. Um, so yeah, so sorry. Yeah, look, looks looks like he's not signed for Tasman. So yeah, I, I, wow. I'm assuming that he probably um, is wow. uh, sure is 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 is, is not um, sure playing this year um the well we're pulling for you liam the absolutely yeah we wish him the best um the because uh, i mean he was with the highlanders so maybe i'm just going just quickly checking um otago uh, to make sure that he's not uh to make just to see if he's been named uh down there mm. but i think so I, I think it's been i don't think he is being uh, uh mm. currently um there um in the championship then we've got northland north harbour otago counties taranaki manawatu and southland so um north harbour the team getting relegated so can they bounce straight back up new coaching setup there uh, it'll be interesting to um uh, to see uh the um otherwise otago i know last year were 
gunning for promotion and that uh, getting anything short of promotion was going to be a failure for them. So obviously they didn't uh, manage that last year. Uh, so they'll um, be, be there or thereabouts. And counties and Taranaki, two sides. Well, counties have been recently in the, in the Premiership. Uh, Naki, Taranaki and with, with a new head coach um, from the ex-Chiefs forwards coach. I've gone blank as to his name. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see which of those championship sides. But it does seem to be, um, for my mind, a, 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 a bit of a gap between those premiership and championship sides there. Um, in all honesty, you've, you've not got your Wellington down there um, or, or those sort of sides that you kind of like, mm. oh, that should be a premiership team um, in that one. But, um, yeah, in the live chat, everyone's saying Otago, clear favourites in that one um to uh to, to get promoted so mm. see expect to see them at the sharp end oh and also matt founders is back for otago uh one of my mm -hmm. favorite players to interview <laughs> the, um, yeah they've certain there's certain ones that give you gold right there's yes or the ones that uh that or, or just sort of appear to be a little bit more happy to see you than others uh who, who are going to recognize mm. you and they're kind of oh yes this is a this will be an interesting chat He's uh, your Ruby Tui, Paul. My Ruby Tui. <laughs> he's not as good as her. Let's let's be um, mm. um let's be honest on that one. No, he's not nearly as good looking, that's for sure. The <laughs> um so I walk walk around Bunnings and Warehouse Day and saw no promotion for the competition, just a fundraiser for the local club teams. Um mm -hmm. yeah, interesting. I minor ten used to get behind it and actually yeah, you would see the the provincial cover colours on the local schools so um yeah because uh, i think uh, the, that um bunnings been a very good a very good move by calling it the npc um mm -hmm. rather than trying to call it the bunnings cup uh, mm -hmm. so i think that's been a a, a a clever move by them um and also i think it's been a clever move by them to go for what is a very local competition when we all know they're an australian company and and uh and support local mm. and buy local is such a big theme at the moment. Mm. So I can see why they've, uh, I can see why they've gone for the NPC. Um, uh, in, in that kind of in that kind of move. Um, I did do. Maybe they're hoping to people. mess it up so that Australia can have a chance to actually win something. I don't think they're going to try and mess it up, but except except you know the Austra the swimming pool at, at the Olympics, but yeah. So um, the um, I did do a supporter special looking at um, New Zealand Rugby's choice of sponsors. You can check that out at patreon.com forward slash um, NZ Sport Radio um, to become a supporter of New Zealand Sport Radio um, on that one. Um, the uh, not sorry, I've got some bad luck um, with uh, injury over props. Yeah, look. Um, I'm looking at uh, a lot of the, uh, a, a few of the uh, the announcements. You're seeing pretty much every squad mentioning two or three players who are not available due to injury, season-ending injuries already. We've not even mm. started, which is really sad. So, mm. uh, I mean, Manawatu have um, lost their captain. Um, oh, the the, uh, the scrum half has gone blank as to his name now, off the top of my head. Um, the, uh, so, yeah, already teams have... Uh, uh, are missing players, which I think, yeah, which is really, yeah, obviously a sad uh, place mm. to be. Uh, obviously, the person I'm thinking of is Jamie Booth, who's injured for the season mm. already. 
Um, so that's um, that's very sad uh, on that one. Um, do, do we talk about injuries? Um, what was the aftermath of um, the Lions test? Do we know? Uh, have we had? Have we heard definitively if Peter Steftutoy is available, Fafte Klatt is available? Um, any of the other injuries on the Lions? Is everybody fit to go? Uh, no, we'll find out well, tomorrow morning um, because uh, in the middle of the night, our time, they will be announcing both squads. Okay. So it's very early in the week when you can see okay. because it's only, only, only Tuesday that they're announcing mm -hmm. squads, whereas the, uh, for, for a Saturday game, whereas you're looking at um, the All Blacks not announcing their squad for a Saturday game until Thursday because you don't have to announce until 48 hours out. But, mm. um, yeah, the Springboks have been announcing, in particular, and the Lions have now matched it. Uh, as to naming their squads really early in the week, which is great mm -hmm. from a media point of view because we get to talk about it. Um, if mm. you leave it to the end of the week, we kind of run out of time. Um, yeah. So, but we'll, yeah, so we should know tomorrow morning uh, who is and who is. It makes a lot more sense because you know that they they're running that starting selection on at Tuesday. On Tuesday, they're running that starting selection in practice. So, you know. Quite often, the team gets leaked anyway. Yeah, no, absolutely, you're right. Um, so, and and Foster's already said he's he knows his team. I think the team know who they are, but he's not going to announce it to the media until Thursday. Um, uh, unfortunately, um, maybe it saves him having to come up with something to say at Thursday's press conference. Now he can <laughs> announce a team, and it saves him talking to the media about a bunch of stuff that he has to think about. Oh, maybe. Um, Simon makes a good point here about actually that Australia does benefit from this competition because there's a whole bunch of players. Now, with the NRC no longer happening in Australia, we've got a whole bunch of players coming over. So players like um, Solomoni Kata uh, will be turning out for Auckland, the uh, ex-league uh, okay. player, um, for example. Uh, he should be a, a cracking um, person to see, to, to watch. Um, mm -hmm. There was somebody up in Northland. Uh, I can't remember who it was now. Um, but there, are, there, there, there is a sprinkling of about um, five to ten uh, mm. Australian Super Rugby players who have come over, right, uh, and, uh, and will be playing. Also, um, down in Canterbury, because obviously Canterbury um, have got such a weak squad. Uh, they've uh, um, brought in Jack Debrasini from Japan, Wazaki mm. um, mm -hmm. Naholo. Uh, who's back from Europe, uh, mm -hmm. playing playing for them. Um, so, um, yes, a couple of uh, players coming th uh, um, in there uh, who, are, who are doing that. And um, also for Waikato, you've got players um, like um, uh, James Tucker, who was over in, um, uh, I thought he went overseas, but he seems to be back again. Um, now I thought he got I thought he got a contract in Australia. Um, mm. Obviously, wrong, wrong person. Um, so um, the um, uh, Aaron says Kata was a all open schoolboy rugby player. Yep, he was, but he's now playing. I say I said there's a number of, of Super Rugby players from mm. uh, Australia from Australia who are coming over because hey. There's, that, um, so did the Australian provincial competition go the way of all flesh? Yep. So the Fiji Drua no longer have a have a team in that as well, and hence the Fiji Drua are trying to get into um, Super Rugby next year. Right. Um, but still on a conditional license, haven't got hasn't gone unconditional yet. So right. So yes, uh, that 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 
that tournament has actually has unfortunately gone, which means all the Super Rugby players who are not playing international rugby in Australia effectively have got nothing to do. Okay. And this fell apart because of lack of sponsorship? Uh, yeah, lack of lack of funding and lack of interest. Yep. Okay. And I think COVID again. Yeah, that aligning with um, with Australia, New Zealand's decision to align with primarily with Australia, really showing to be a really good call. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that's uh, so. Say so, yeah, NPC will. Um, I'll, I'll try and bring out some predictions this week. I know I've not been doing predictions for a while, folks, uh, but I'll try and uh, uh, improve that. Um, as I say, myself and Stephen have been around the grounds for the Farrah Palmer Cup. I was at uh, Bay of Plenty versus Waikato last weekend, and the weekend before I was at the uh, County's Manukau versus White versus Bay of Plenty game. Um, and uh, some of the sort of, and uh, and Stephen Harris was up at um, Northland versus Manawatu at the weekend. Some of the chatter that we're hearing around those traps is that the women's super rugby competition will be happening next year. Awesome. Uh, now, it's been rumoured, obviously, it's been mentioned as a bargaining chip for the old Silver Lake deal, saying if we don't get Silver Lake money, we can't afford to do it. Um, mm -hmm. That appears to uh, maybe not be entirely true, and I think it's more a, a, a yeah, a kind of part, part of the old media war, mm. half of minds thing. Um, but it looks so. Yeah, it looks like that is happening next year. Mm. What shape or form that's going to take? No idea. Will it include the Australian teams because Australia's had a, a women's Super Rugby competition for a couple of years now? Um, mm. Will it just be in New Zealand? Uh, will Moana Pacifica be asked for the women's team in unlikely mm. at this stage but um mm. uh it looks it looks like it will actually be going ahead um even if it's four teams with um just uh one at the one in the south island and then mm. Wellington uh, or then uh, yeah then hurricanes chiefs and blues um mm. we'll wait and see well, I think it's it's worth just mentioning now as we finish up the show that um, what we haven't spoken about it was the uh, great win by the ladies at uh, the Olympics. Mm. And um, they really performed superbly. And uh, Fiji was clearly the second best team in that competition because they came so close to knocking out the uh, Lady All Blacks um, in the semifinal. And oh, so the maybe the black, the black, uh, the black ferns, right? They came so close to knocking out the black ferns in the semi-final. So maybe there is a lot of scope for a team from the Pacific Nations uh, to play in a women's Super Rugby tournament. But I just want to commend the black ferns for not only winning but the style of play, um, the camaraderie, the uh, connections the respect for the opposition which really stood out as an exemplar and and uh you know really cast some shade onto the behavior of the springboks and the all blacks in how they honored their opponents um and yeah just all around a tremendous competition tremendous skill um yeah a lot to, a lot to be proud of as new zealanders for how um, that team performed. Yeah, and it was wonderful having them in the Farrah Palmer Cup last year and getting to talk to a few of them. 
um, in, in post-match interviews was 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 fantastic. They are wonderful. Yeah, they 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 um, they great ambassadors for their sport. They talk really well. They've got time for people. Um, they really have uh, have been good. I, I'm I'm generally not a sevens person. That's why we didn't. Uh, that's why it didn't occur to me to cover it. To be honest. Um, but so yeah, sometimes yeah, Fiji and China were impressive. Um, yeah, China again, a team not uh, a cold country that we don't associate with women's rugby on the whole. Um, but um, yeah, up, up and coming um, uh, in that one. And yeah, you're right, John. That so yeah, great uh, great win um, by the uh, by the Black Ferns and uh, and done in a great style as well, both uh, on and off the pitch. Um, Simon's so got a question. He says, uh, asking about the atmosphere at the Bay of Plenty ground. Um, it looked poor on the television. Uh, look, it's a, um, it's very much a club. Oops, looks like I lost John. Uh, it's very much a club game uh, ground. It's not a, it's not at one of the bigger grounds, um, so the TV is not going to be good. Um, uh, free entry. Uh, look, uh, there was one section of uh, of, of, um, of fans who were dressed all up in hippie gear, which is very good fun, um, and they were getting into it. Um, so there were people who were getting into it, but it is they are small crowds, uh, uh, and so there isn't going to be much atmosphere or much noise. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a matter of growing and figuring out how to grow um, the sport, both in playing numbers, um, depth, um, and uh, also in crowd numbers and uh, and interest as well. Uh, and what will follow with that is obviously um, the financial side of it um, as well. So there you go, folks. Thank you very much for joining the Driving Wall Show. We'll be back next Tuesday at 8 p.m. as also. Um, as I say, straight after the All Blacks versus the Wallabies on Saturday night and the um, Ly- uh, the Springboks versus the Lions on Sunday morning. Also, I'll be at the Bay of Plenty versus um, Waikato, I think it was, wasn't it, um, for the opening round of the NPC. Um, sorry, Bay of Plenty versus Tasman for the opening round of the NPC. Uh, and Stephen will be at uh, North, uh, North Harbour versus Waikato um, for that first round of the NPC and also that North Harbour. Um, versus uh, versus Taranaki uh, in the Farapama Cup as well. So do follow all that. Thank you very much, folks, and uh, have a uh, great week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 